Have you ever received a call like that? Maybe in the middle of the night from a son or a daughter. And, you know, I, I'm just a young parent with young teenage daughters. Thankfully, I've not had to receive a call like that. But I think more than even receiving a call like that, I think many of us have made a call like that. In, 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 in the moments when we were in our, our darkest moment, our, uh, the moment when we uh, were, 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 was filled with regret, filled with worry, filled with pain, filled with shame. And we've made a call maybe to a mom or a dad, a grandparent, maybe to a pastor, maybe to a friend. And if you can't relate to receiving the call or making the call, I think everyone of us, every one of us in this room can relate to standing before our Lord and saying, God, forgive me. God, take away the shame. Lord, take away these feelings of, of, of failure, these feelings where I know that I've sinned and I've fallen short. Take away that. Please restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Restore unto me. We've all been that prodigal, that prodigal son or daughter. We've all been that. And we if you've been in church any length of time, you're familiar with the story of the son who went to his father and he demanded his inheritance. He said, give me, dad, what is mine. And he took it. And the Bible records that he went off and squandered it with wild living to the point where he found himself in a pig pen just longing to eat what the pigs were eating. And so maybe you've never received that call or made that call, but I think spiritually we've all been there where we've said, Lord, I have nothing left to offer except for this pig pen of sin that I'm living in. But much like the, the mom, we read in that story where the, the scripture says, while the boy was a long way off, his father saw him. It lets us know that his father was over and over and over every single day looking for his son, praying for his safe return. And yet, and so when he saw him, he ran out and he gre greeted him. Today, I want to talk to you about something so simple but something that I feel like we live in on a day-in, day-out basis. I want you to know that the reason that the Father sent Jesus was to restore you and me. To restore you and me from our lost, uh, uh, lost life of sin. To restore you and me from regret. To restore you and me from hopelessness to hope. In Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1 through 3, it says this, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Is there, is there anybody in here that, that's been bound? Maybe not in a physical prison, but in a prison of sin, a prison of failure. 
It says to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of the vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of uh, faint despair. Then they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Listen, the reason Jesus came was to be the fulfillment to that prophecy prophesied in Isaiah. He said, I have come to give you beauty instead of ashes. Now think about that. Have you ever picked up a pile of ashes and they just fell right through your fingers, fell, fell right through your hands, and, and then your hands were, were, were marred and dirty? No one wants to receive ashes. No one looks forward to a day of opening up a birthday present and say, oh, great, a pile of ashes. No one wants that. And yet so often we feel like our life has come down to just a pile of ashes, a pile of mistakes, a pile of sin, a pile of failure, a pile of regret, a pile of, of you know, just when people look at us, they, they despise us. Why? Because of who we have become. Have you ever found yourself looking in the mirror and say, how did I get here? How did I get here? And yet Jesus said, I have come to give you beauty instead of ashes, to give you joy instead of despair. And I love this, to give you a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. That is why Jesus came. In fact, Luke chapter 4, verse 16. Now, I didn't put it up here because it's basically Jesus quoting Isaiah 61. Luke 4, 16, 21, it says, uh, it says this, and as he came to Nazareth, when he had, uh, where he had been brought up, as was his custom, Jesus went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has set me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And here's my favorite part, guys. Here's where you and I come in. He says, and he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all the synagogue, synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus came and he walked into the synagogue and they handed him Isaiah, uh, the scroll of Isaiah, and he went to the part that said, I have come to restore you. I've come to give you hope. I've come to give you peace. I've come to give you joy. I've come to give you beauty instead of ashes. Now listen, uh, that's quite an exchange, isn't it? That's quite an exchange that the Lord would be willing to, to take what, what we deserve and he gives us what he deserves. The title of the message uh, this morning is called The Switch. 
That's also the reason why we have recently renamed our, our youth ministry, that same name, The Switch. The reason why is because we know we live in a world and we serve a generation of hopeless, helpless teenagers in Traveler's Rest, in Greenville County, in Pickens County. When Amanda and I were across the country in California serving at Cal Poly University, the first thing that we learned on that, uh, the, the first day we began to serve was uh, on that campus of Cal Poly University. It was the most drug addic addicted place in the entire county. These were incredibly smart students. These were students that almost every one of them had a 4.0 in high school or higher. And yet when they set foot on the campus, they felt like, listen, this world is too much for me. It's too big for me. I can't succeed. I've got too much pressure to the, to, to the point where they turned to drugs. It was some outrageous number, like 45 to 50% of the students at Cal Poly University were, was drug addicted. Why? Because they felt like... Like they have a life uh, uh, full of ashes, full of, full of hopelessness, full of despair. And yet Jesus came for them, and Jesus came for me, and Jesus came for you to say, I will give you beauty for those ashes. I will give you hope for hopelessness. Why do we need the switch? Why do we need that exchange? This is where I get real simple as a youth pastor. Romans 3.23 says this, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. For all have sinned. For all have sinned and fallen short. What does that mean? That means we are all worse ashes. We all live in despair. We all are hopeless we all have no joy. We all have no peace. Why? Because we have sinned. We've fallen short. We need the switch because we have sinned. We need Jesus to switch with us, to take what we have and who we are and give us who he is first and foremost because we have sinned. Romans 6.23 says this, For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So if we have, you know, the majority of you in this place have a job or have had a job. You know that when you work, you receive what? Wages, you receive a payment, you receive what you have worked for, what you have earned, so you, you know, you, you receive your wages. And so the scripture says the wages of sin is death. We already know, Romans 3.23, that we've all sinned. So what does that mean? We have all earned or worked for death. The wages of that sin, the wages of that failure, the payment for that is death. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Number two, we need the switch. We need the switch because we have earned death. Not one of us in this place 
in our own righteousness could stand here and say, oh, no, no, no. No, I'm good. I've got it all together. No, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe I've told a little white lie here and there. No, listen, we've all earned death. We have all earned failure. We've all earned hell if we want to get down to it. And yet Jesus said, I want to switch with you. I want to give you what I deserve. Why? He said, because I have come to set the captive free. See, the crazy thing about our captivity is that it's, it's not just like, you know, uh, you know uh, going to jail or prison uh, in, in the natural world. You know, it's like, hey, I, I, you know, I did this, I did that, I was caught, they put me in jail, went on trial, whatever. Some of us have, have done that, been there. But the, 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 the captivity that we find ourselves in spiritually is not like that. The captivity we find ourselves in spiritually, we lock our own self in our chains and in our prison by the choices that we make, by the, by the way that we choose to, uh, to live, the way that we choose to reject what the, what, what the Word of God says. Listen, it's like we literally... Anybody watched Andy Griffith? It's like we're Otis. Yeah? Look, we get into sin, the same old sin, the same things that we always do, and, 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 and we fall and we fail, and it's like we're Otis. We walk in and we're like, what are you doing, Otis? I'm just putting myself in prison. We lock ourselves in spiritual chains, but I want you to know that the Lord has come to set you free from those chains. The question is, will you allow him to set you free? The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. In order to have a gift, you must receive the gift. If what we have earned is death, but he wants to give us life, we have to choose to say, I'll receive your life. I'll receive your hope. I'll receive your joy. I'll receive your beauty instead of ashes. But more times than not, as just because we're, we're prideful people, we say, no, I can do it on my own. Or we'll say, listen, I really want to do what you want me to do, Lord, but I'm not ready because I, you know, I got to get myself cleaned up. I got to get myself presentable. I got to get myself forgiven, you know, and, and the Lord's like, that's why I'm here. And you're like, no, no I, I, I'm, I'm not good enough to do and receive what you've called me to, 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 to receive. See, we still try to live in our own strength, in our own power, in our own authority. And I'll tell you this morning that we will still end up with nothing but ashes until we say, Lord, I will receive what you are here to give me. See, it doesn't matter your failure, your faults, your sins. It doesn't matter if in the world's eyes they're huge or in the world's eyes, oh, that's not a big deal. Listen, what matters is that you say, I have earned death, but now I will receive life. We need the switch because we have earned death, and yet he's going to give us life. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says this. But God shows his love for us 
in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still locked in the prison of our own making, while we were still rejecting the gift and the promise of God, while we were still doing what we wanted to do when we wanted to do it, regardless of how much pain it brought us, Jesus said, I will give my life. When we did not deserve it, he said, I will lay my life down while we were yet sinners. God shows his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now, how many people grew up, like you grew up in the country? Uh, there's quite a few. Some are saying, no, no, I'm a city guy, you know. My grandmother moved, grew up in, in, in the country in uh, Kentucky. And that's, you know, same place my dad grew up. And, and I would talk to my dad and say, hey, listen, this is a fun fact about my dad. He's 74 years old. Grew up in Fairdale, Kentucky. And I remember talking to him, to him when I was young, and I would say, hey, like, what was your favorite place to go out and eat, Dad? He's like, what are you talking about? No, like your favorite restaurant that you would go, you and your family would go or go eat. We had no restaurants. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said we would go squirrel hunting, rabbit hunting. I'm like, I know. I said, Dad, what's your favorite pizza place when you were growing up? He said, Jason? I didn't have pizza until I was 21 years old and had moved to Atlanta. So anybody like my dad, he grew up in the country. And when you grow up in the country and you get in trouble, sometimes the mom or the grandma or the dad says, what do they say? Go pick your switch. <laughs> Go pick your switch. And I never had to do that because my dad just used the belt. He's like, I'll pick, the own, I'll pick my own belt and I will punish you with it, right? But they would say, go pick your switch. You know what they were really saying, Harry? Go pick your punishment. <laughs> go pick the thing that I am going to punish you with. And it couldn't be too big and it couldn't be too small. You had to pick the perfect one or they'd send you back. And, and so, you know, we would, you would go out and you would pick your punishment and then they would come in, you would come in and when it, you know, you know, met the regulations, then they would proceed to punish you for something you had done. And yet the Lord, it's quite the opposite. When it comes to Christ, while we were still sinners, while we were the ones that should have been picking the switch, we should have been picking the punishment. Listen, he picked the punishment and he took it for us. He took our punishment Number three, we need the switch because the Lord took our punishment. Isaiah 53 verse 5 says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are This morning, why, why do we need 
the switch? Why do we need the great exchange? Why do we need to, to offer ourselves as a sinner and say, Lord, come and forgive me and restore me, restore me with hope, restore me with joy, restore me with peace, restore me with beauty instead of ashes? Why? Because, listen, he has already taken our punishment upon him. He has already taken our punishment so that, first of all, we could receive salvation, and second of all, we could receive healing. He's already taken our punishment. And so this morning, I want to ask you, I want to ask you, we've talked a lot about the year 2020 and, and what 2021 is bringing already. And listen, we live in a world that's full of, ha- of ashes, despair, hopelessness. You know, it, it, you know by, by watching the news or, or looking at Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, and, and you know, and, and Pastor Rob and myself and really the entire staff, we've looked around from time to time and said, how did the world get so crazy, right? They're like believing stuff that's stupid to believe. Right? They're believing stuff and getting involved in stuff that they know is going to destroy them. Why? And I'll tell you why. Because they have rejected his beauty and chosen to live in the ashes. This morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed and nobody moving around in this moment, I want to ask you, where are you? Where are you today? Do you find yourself in the midst of the ashes? Do you find yourself in despair? Do you find yourself hopeless, helpless, worthless? I want to tell you what Jesus said. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to you. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to all of us, all of you who are captives. Recovering of the sight to all of us who have been and or are spiritually blind. To set at liberty all of us who have been oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. I want to tell you, it doesn't matter politically. It doesn't matter economically. It doesn't matter where we find ourselves in 2021. This is the year of the Lord's favor. Jason, how how could you say that? Because this is the year that he says, I will give you beauty. Instead of ashes. I will give you life. Instead of death. I will give you joy instead of sorrow. This is the year. This is the moment. This is the hour. He says this is why I've come. That you might have life. And have it to the fullest. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
the old has gone and the new has come. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Jesus switches with us and he makes us new. He resets us so that we can begin again. He gives us new life and new hope. Romans 8 verse 1 and 2 says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would say, Jason, today is the day where I accept his beauty for my ashes. Today is the day that I accept his life for my spiritual death. Today is the day that I ask him to set me free because I have been a captive. If that's you, I'm not going to embarrass you for anything in the world, but I want you to slip your hand up. I'll acknowledge it and you can put it right back down. Today is the day that I make the switch. I see your hand in the back. Anybody else? I see your hand. Today is the day I see your hand in the back. Today is the day that I make the switch, that I receive what Jesus has, has come here to do for me and give to me. Today is my day. Who will join these others that will say, today is the day I will no longer live in condemnation. I will no longer live in sin. I will no longer live in uh, shame. I will no longer live in failure, but I will live for the beauty for my ashes. Just about 10 more seconds if there's anyone else that would say, today is my day. Today is the acceptable year of the Lord's favor. Today is my moment, my hour. If you would join these others, anybody else that would slip their hand up, today's my day. I'm going to pray for all of you who raised your hand today. And here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. You know, sometimes it's difficult during this COVID season that we're in to call people forward and call people to the altar and, and, and pray. But here's what I'm, I'm going to pray over you. But I'll say this, if you, when you raised your hand and you've prayed this prayer, if you meant it, listen, come find myself, come find Pastor Rob immediately after the service. Listen, we, wanna, we want to encourage you. We want to pray for you. We want to give you next steps of what God is is asking you to do. But I'm going to pray for you. If you raised your hand, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. And if you are already a believer and you didn't need to raise your hand, I want you to pray this in support of those that are praying. Say, Dear Jesus, I come to you today and I ask you to forgive me of my sin to set me free from my bondage. To help me through my failure and faults. I ask you to forgive me of every sin. I repent. That means I turn away from my sin. And today I choose you. Today I accept the switch. I accept your beauty 
for my ashes. I, I accept your life for my death. Today I choose you. Thank you for choosing me. In Jesus' name. Just before we close today, there might be some of you that would say, Jason, I love the Lord. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I'm living for the Lord. But, but maybe you find yourself walking through a lot of difficulty. Maybe some things from the past continue to raise up and rise up in your life. And you're saying, I just, I just want the Lord to totally set me free and allow me to walk in his beauty. If that's you, I want you to slip up your hand quickly and I'm going to pray for you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Anybody else? I see your hand. Today is also the day of the Lord's favor for you guys. I'm not, listen, anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? I'm going to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for every believer in this place. I thank you for this church. I thank you for what you've called us to do. But God, I pray for those that are struggling right now. I don't have to know the circumstance or the situation, but Lord, you know. And Lord, you're able to offer us the switch, a great exchange. We give you now what we are and who we are and what we have and what we have accomplished. And we take who you are. We take your restoration and your joy and your hope and your peace, oh God. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, I love you with all my heart. Words can't express how much uh, Amanda and I and our, our kids love you and love Traveler's Rest. There's no other place in the world we'd rather be. And so uh, we hope you have an incredible week. If you raised your hand for that first call, we would love to spend some time with you and talk with you, encourage you, and pray for you today. You are dismissed. Have a great week.